the Y'all Show Midweek Edition is back with you. Hello, I'm John Rawl, and thanks for listening to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Hope all y'all doing good here on this Wednesday. We've got a wonderful show planned for you. Here in this hour alone, we've got some goodies. We've got ACC football to talk about. Dabo Sweeney, the head coach of the Clemson Tigers. We're going to hear some audio from him as Dabo yesterday made a big announcement. He has his, the decision is in from Clemson, and Sweeney has made his choice of who his starting quarterback is going to be Saturday when the Tigers, number two in the country, take on the Furman Paladins in Death Valley, South Carolina, that is. And we'll have that coming up. Jonathan Leifheit is going to be stopping by to talk all things ACC. We'll look at all the matchups in the Atlantic Coast Conference going on this week. They actually have games starting Thursday. They've got some ACC teams in action on Friday night and a lot on Saturday. In fact, ACC football will start Thursday. We'll have games Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They'll have an ACC team playing on Sunday as Miami plays LSU. And on Monday, the only college football game Monday night on ESPN, you're going to see the Florida State Seminoles hosting the Virginia Tech Hokies in a conference game to start the season at the Doak in Tallahassee. Lots of ACC action coming your way. We'll have all that with Jonathan shortly. And before we get out of here this hour, this week in history in the South is very important from a Southern perspective when it comes to civil rights. And we're going to talk about the 55-year anniversary of Martin Luther King's March on Washington. It happened in 1963. We'll tell you about that later this hour. Plus, this is also the week that Emmett Till was murdered, and we'll discuss that on the Y'all Show this hour. In hour two, we'll have our hashtag Hullabaloo, and Precious Harris will be dropping by for her wonderful report on country music, so you don't want to miss that. I want to remind you, on Thursday, we're going to have a feature on the Shrimp and Petroleum Festival taking place in Morgan City, Louisiana, and we'll have an expert on that. The director, Darby Ratcliffe, will be our special guest on the Thursday, y'all. And we'll also talk Auburn Tigers football with Taylor Jones. Taylor is going to stop by. He is with the website Power of Dixieland.com, and he's going to talk orange and blue with us as Auburn gets ready to take on the Washington Huskies in Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And that is on Saturday. So we'll have Auburn talk Thursday. Friday, we're going to introduce General Gridiron to you. You don't want to miss that. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll tell you more about General Gridiron on Thursdays, y'all. Now let's dive into the headlines across the southeast. And let me warn you, in today's headlines, if you have a weak stomach, you might want to take a break. (laughs) We're going to talk about rattlesnakes. We're going to talk about rats. And we're going to talk about sinkholes. Now, if any of those three scare you, and I think all three scare me, you might want to take a chill pill on today's headlines. But let's dive into it. First off, the big story coming from Tuesday was in Florida, where Florida voters had an upset in the Democratic primary for governor. As Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum was the winner. He was the only non-millionaire running in the Florida governor's Democratic primary Tuesday, and he won in a big form, really shocking a lot of people. And he is going to be, if elected, the first black governor in in Florida, if elected in November. But Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum gets the nod on the Democratic side for the governor of Florida. On the Republican side, a little surprise 
In the margin of victory is Ron DeSantis, the congressman. He defeats Adam Putnam, who was a former congressman and is now Florida's commissioner of agriculture. And DeSantis beat the stew out of Putnam. Of course, we told you on Tuesday, y'all, DeSantis had the backing of President Trump, and it was a big win for DeSantis and the governor's race there in Florida. On the Florida Senate race, primaries going on in the current governor, Rick Scott, easily won the Republican bid for the Senate seat, and he will go on against Bill Nelson, who won on the Democratic side. And Del- Nelson will be the incumbent, and Rick Scott will be the challenger in November for the U.S. Senate race. And as far as other House races going on, Donna Shalala, you remember her name? She was a part of, the, I believe, the Obama administration. She won her House 27 Democratic primary in Florida, and she moves on. And let's see, Salazar won the House Republican in that same district. That is, I think, a toss-up district, if I'm not mistaken, House 27 in Florida. But Florida politics in the spotlight as they had their big primary on Tuesday. In Oklahoma, a decision has been made for the Republican primary for governor, and Tulsa businessman Kevin Stitt has won that and he was able to knock off Oklahoma City Mayor Mick Cornett and a big win for Kevin Stitt as he goes on to the general election as he looks to become the governor of Oklahoma. He won the Republican primary on Tuesday in Oklahoma. News from Texas. Roy Oliver, a former police officer in Texas, was found guilty in the death of high school freshman Jordan Edwards And if you saw this story, it made a lot of headlines. He was found guilty of fatally shooting this black teenager in a car while he was on patrol. And he was only 15 years old. And he shot through the car and killed the young man, Jordan Edwards. And on Tuesday, he was found guilty. Oliver, at one time, was a police officer in the Dallas suburb of Balch Springs, Texas. But found guilty. And he is one of... A growing number of police officers police officers being found guilty of murder when it comes to their police work. Just because you have a badge and gun doesn't mean you can just go kill people. And a jury found him guilty Tuesday in the Lone Star State. Moving over to West Virginia. All right, here's our first scary story. We're going to talk rattlesnakes now. You going to be able to handle it, people? <laughs> A man, and, and luckily his name is not mentioned in this article, so we are happy for that because if I knew this guy, or even worse, if I was related to him, we would have some severe problems. But a man has been arrested in West, West Virginia for having 17 rattlesnakes in his home. He had been taking the rattlesnakes in from a nearby national forest, and He'd been keeping them in his home in Randolph County. I don't know where Randolph County is in West Virginia, but I ain't going nowhere near Randolph County WV, okay? But yes, officials from the West Virginia National Resource Police did find 17 snakes, rattlesnakes, mind you, in his home. And the uh, timber rattlesnake and a possession of rattlesnake less than 42 inches is what he's been charged for. A size limit was put in place to ensure a steady supply of breeding age females as female timber rattlesnakes are typically smaller than males. But he is in illegal possession of having these rattlesnakes for less than 42 inches. I don't care if they're 42 or 43 inches. I don't want them in my home. I don't want them near near me. 
and there in West Virginia, in Randolph County, this man being arrested for keeping 17 rattlers in his home. I'm shaking already. Well, I feel like I've been bitten by a snake. If you tell me the headline of this next story, it comes from the Magnolia State, where they got plenty of snakes in Mississippi, both the, uh, the ones that don't stand upright and the ones that do stand upright. Lots of snakes in Mississippi and in other states, too, to Mississippi's credit. But can you believe that Mississippi lawmakers on Tuesday, have a, they've approved a bill to create a state lottery. This follows a very contentious debate where it was defeated in one body of the state government, but they went back and changed it. Now, there's a special session going on in Jackson, Mississippi right now. The governor, Phil Bryant, called this. They've got enormous budget problems. They're trying to fix a lot of roads across the Magnolia State. And Mississippi is one of only six states without a lottery. And Governor Phil Bryan has been pushing lawmakers in Mississippi for a long time to create one. Supporters estimate a lottery could generate tens of millions of dollars annually. And Bryant says he wants the money to help pay for repairs to crumbling highways and bridges. So it looks like Mississippi will be a lottery state very soon and i think that means only alabama will be the only deep south state without such a lottery and i'm sure the heat will be on in montgomery to change that real soon well the southern baptists are in the news because the president jd greer issued a statement defending his decision to attend a meeting this week with president donald trump he was joined by about 100 ministers and they signed a Bible for President Trump with the inscription, History will record the greatness that you have brought for generations. But the Southern Baptist head said that he was not one of those who signed this Bible for the president. So he, he didn't sign the Bible for the president. That's a little tacky if you ask me. I don't care if you're, I guess when you get a Bible as a child, that's a nice thing to be passed down. But it's, it's not like a regular book. And that's a little... I'm not sure that's a good idea to be giving Bibles away with autographs of preachers and such as a, as a gift. But, hey, the good book, can't complain about that. And President Trump's got him a brand new Bible. I wonder if he's going to look at it. He sure, he sure ought to. I wish somebody, and I'd love to interview the president. I want him to be the best he can be. But I'll go to Vegas on this. I bet you our commander-in-chief, who claims to be Presbyterian, and I know he's going to church, and who am I to judge? But I'm a Christian, and I'm sure many of you listen are Christians. And even if you're not a Christian, if you're Jewish, if you're a Judeo-Christian, you've heard of something called the Lord's Prayer. Not that hard to know. I bet you 72-year-old Donald Trump probably doesn't know the Lord's Prayer if I was a betting man. I would love for him to prove me wrong, but I bet you he doesn't know it. And I'm only saying this because I think anybody who's in the Judeo-Christian faith at some point should know the Lord's Prayer. I learned it actually not in church. I learned it playing baseball. We had to gather around in a huddle, and and I should have already learned it in Sunday school growing up, but I guess we hadn't gotten to that point, and I wasn't forced to learn it at home. And that's where I learned the Lord's Prayer was playing Little League Baseball, Dixie Youth Baseball. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate as the Lord's Prayer is pretty common stuff. Even if you're not that religious, it's kind of something you just do, and especially in sports. But Trump, I, I, I'm not sure if he knows it or not. Let's let's put some money up. I, I'm on the side that I don't think he really knows it.
I hope he, I hope he, if he, even if he doesn't know it, he hopefully is inspired by the Lord's Prayer. President Trump's friend, Geraldo Rivera, is in the news, and he's not this time chasing John Gotti's burial site or whatever it was he did that time on TV. It ended up being nothing there. Geraldo, instead of going to Chicago, he was in the South this week, and he went to Clay County, Tennessee. Now, Clay County is on the Kentucky line. It is due north of Cookville, Tennessee, which is sort of middle Tennessee, but toward Knoxville, maybe halfway between Nashville and Knoxville is Cookville. But this was a county above there, Clay County, which straddles the Kentucky line, very rural. I'm not sure this may be the most rural county in Tennessee, perhaps in the entire South. It's very rural. It's got a population of 7,700. Now, I know there's counties with less population, but this is a very mountainous county, and it's, 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 a, it's a rough deal in Clay County, Tennessee. Well, Geraldo has gone to Clay County this week to film about opioid abuse, and he is going to be, I guess, releasing this as some kind of television special real soon. But Geraldo Rivera leaving his perch in the Bronx and coming south to Clay County, watch for this as he highlights opioid, just the horrible addiction that's going on, in this case in Tennessee, but we all know it's everywhere, and we hope it ends soon. It's a horrible thing, and perhaps the story from this Fox News anchor and reporter will do much good on the front of, of getting rid of opioids. I was on Geraldo's page. By the way, his Twitter description for himself on his official at Geraldo Rivera Twitter account, loving husband and dad, loyal friend, fierce enemy, patriot, kick-ass reporter, proud Jurican, J-E-W-R-I-C-A-N. If you didn't know, Geraldo is Jewish with a Puerto Rican ancestry. His family's from Puerto Rico and they were Jewish. And his name's Geraldo Rivera. And, and and he's proud of it. As I said, it says on his Twitter account, Proud Jurican. I've never seen that, but that's what's on Geraldo's Twitter account. So there's a new term for us here on the Y'all Show. The Attorney General in Arkansas has a message to the Supreme Court of the United States. Allow employers to fire transgender Arkansans. Arkansas now joins 15 other states in a push to allow employers to fire people for being transgender. Arkansas Attorney General Leslie Rutledge said in a ruling in a Michigan case forced a funeral home to, quote, allow a male employee to dress as a woman despite the funeral home's clear sex-specific dress code. And she's now joined other attorneys generals from around the country in this case, in this case for the Supreme Court to consider, of course, Naturally, the Arkansas LGBT community is firing back against the attorney general in Arkansas, but she is very clear that employers should have the right to fire transgender Arkansans. More to come on that. This is a very unfortunate thing to see this story come across the wire. This will be the last reunion in New Orleans this week for the famed World War II unit, the Merrill's Marauders. They've been having reunions for, for a long time. 3,000 volunteered for a dangerous and secret mission back in World War II, a mission so secret they weren't even told where they were going. Back in 1944, 
They hacked their way through nearly a thousand miles of jungle in Myanmar, which was then called Burma, and they fought in five major and 30 minor actions against veteran Japanese troops, and they've been having reunions. 13 Merrill Marauders are still alive, and five of them are in the Big Easy this week for this reunion, but this will be their final get-together, the Merrill's Marauders from World War II in New Orleans this week. If you're in the Big Easy, if you see any of these gentlemen, please give them our best here on the Y'all Show. We're losing our World War II veterans each and every day, and there aren't that many left. I saw a gentleman just this week, and I, I wish I'd have had an opportunity to say hello. He was too busy. I couldn't interrupt, but he was proudly wearing his World War II hat out at a restaurant, and I wanted so much to go up and shake his hand and thank him. And you know, we we just don't know, unless you were alive in the 1940s, how critical World War II was and how our survival as a country was on the brink. And these heroes, these heroes abroad and our heroes here at home, the women and the men who helped our country forge ahead and build massive ships and armament and airplanes to have this great victory over the Japanese, the Germans, and the Italians in World War II. Merrill Marauder's last reunion this week in New Orleans. Murray, Kentucky in Western Kentucky is in the news because a live grenade was found in downtown Murray. The police had to close an intersection of 5th and Popular Streets on Tuesday after the device was found. The Kentucky State Police Hazardous Device Unit and the Paducah Police came aboard to help determine that the grenade was actually live and took it to another location to be destroyed. Don't run across live grenades too often, thankfully. Talk about hypocrisy. In North Carolina, state employees have had a way to get their driver's license renewed in a way that they didn't have to wait in line like the general public does. And that's really upsetting people in the state of North Carolina. As the State Division of Motor Vehicles ran an invitation-only driver's license bureau for employees earlier this year when lines grew and wait times ran into hours at public locations around the state, the commissioner is now defending this practice, and they're going to have to make some changes because North Carolinians are very, very peeved about some special treatment for state employees when they didn't get treated that way. A couple of sheriff's deputies from Georgia decided to go south of the border, and now they're in the old Mexican jail for having guns. They brought guns into Mexico, which it's illegal to have weapons in Mexico. Crisp County Sheriff Deputy Billy Hancock says that Martel and Shawana Davis were traveling to Cancun for a vacation and were taken into custody after they got off their flight. This is a 36-year-old sheriff and a 31-year-old sheriff who are married to each other and work at the sheriff's office in Crisp County against Cordill, Georgia, by the way. And they decided to take their weapons to Mexico and they got arrested. That's pretty doggone dumb. Don't they know about the guy the other year that went down in there and just barely crossed the border and ended up spending like a year in prison? That is, that's just idiotic. All right, South Carolina, if you're in South Carolina, you see a cup on the ground and you think it might look like something you want to pick up and drink, don't do it. As Department of Health and Environmental Control folks in South Carolina have put up these cups in neighborhoods around the state and these cups are to trap mosquitoes. As they're doing a study to track a specific type of mosquito that's capable of transmitting the Zika virus. So keep your eye on cups in neighborhoods in South Carolina. Don't pick it up and drink. Check it out before you, you do anything with it. 
In Memphis, Tennessee, not mosquitoes are the problem, but rats. And Kirby High School in Memphis has had to cancel all classes because of a major rat infestation. And it canceled classes, but not just because of rats. They've also had issues with other pests. And as a former Memphis resident, I can tell you firsthand, they have rats in Memphis bigger than cats. I saw rats on a regular basis that came up to my knee, and I'm six foot four. So we're talking at least two feet tall. They were so big that you could drive on the street and run over them because they were so fat when they were trying to cross the street. They weren't fast enough to get out of your way. That's how big they are in Memphis. And you know what? The officials in Memphis, they don't do anything about it. They don't have a rat killer on staff, and that is pathetic in Memphis, Tennessee. And this Kirby School, <laughs> Kirby High School, canceling class because of a rat infestation at the school. One student said that she's not only seen a rat, but she's seen a snake inside Kirby High School in Memphis. Yikes. All right, finally on our headlines from across the region in Athens, Georgia, students on a bus ended up getting caught in a sinkhole this week. They were heading to class in Athens, Clark County, and all of a sudden a sinkhole emerged and the bus tires fell into it and the students were able to safely exit the bus without injury. This happened in Athens and the area now closed for motorists. But that's that's a pretty good excuse for being late. Hey, we, we didn't make it to school or home on time because we our bus fell into a sinkhole. That that write that up as an excuse when you get to the principal's office, okay? <laughs> when we come back on the Y'all Show, we're gonna talk about the ACC. It's college football time, people. And the ACC's got games going across several days, and we'll be here to tell you about it with Jonathan Lifeite of 247sports.com, CBS Sports Digital. That's up next on the Y'all Show. Whether you brew the craftiest beer or offer the sharpest haircuts in town, we've got the right business cards to promote what makes your business great at Vistaprint. And right now, we're offering 500 custom cards starting at just $9.99. You can choose everything about your card, the shape, the paper, and you can design it yourself or ask for a little help from our support team. So get the most bang for your and head to Vistaprint.com to get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7373 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7373. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 has arrived at Sprint. For a limited time, get the super-powerful new Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. It's the fastest Note ever, and you can get it on a network built for unlimited. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 is also perfect for gaming. Take your Fortnite skills to a new level with the largest battery ever seen in a Note. Along with a 6.4-inch edge-to-edge infinity screen and stereo speakers, Galaxy Note 9 also features a smarter camera and a mightier S Pen with remote control. Make the switch to Sprint right now and get the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. Plus, get annual upgrades with Galaxy Forever. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com slash Samsung, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Note 9, 2083 per month after 2084 per month. Credit applied within two bills. Requires new line and 18-month lease. Early termination results and remaining balance due. Upgrade after 12 lease payments. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes. Requires qualifying plans. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. 
That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. Join us by donating in store or online at staplesforstudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students because every kid deserves a great start this school year. show working our way through a wednesday welcome back to the all southern show that we call y'all talk with a southern accent and it is big time college football week here on the y'all show as just about every team will get up and going this week and really this weekend and that includes the atlantic coast conference and on wednesdays we check in with the acc and we have from 247sports.com our friend jonathan lifeite back on with us Hello, Jonathan. Happy football week. Uh, man, I tell you, I am so excited I can hardly stand it. Really? How excited are you? Well, I mean, the motorhome's ready to go. We're, we're, we're all ready. Uh, I am just, I'm all ready to, to go do some tailgating. Yeah, Let's we need, just go hit it now. I mean, you are a real ACC journalist, but unlike those guys that take it easy and go to hotels and go to press boxes and such, you often trade that lifestyle in for being a fan. And having oh. an RV, which it says a lot. Well, I do that just about every week, pretty much. Okay. So, I mean, that's just the, the life of it. You just kind of, um, you know, I show up, I tailgate, I have a good time, I go to the games, and then after the games, you know, we uh, we go to work. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's 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 fun. You'll often hear Jonathan, if you're on the 24 sports, 24-7 sports platform, you'll hear him asking questions in press conference across the conference. So, Look for that this season. Jonathan Leifheit of 24-7 Sports, a CBS Sports digital property. Jonathan, let's talk a little ACC football, and I guess we'll start in South Beach. As Did you see the article that came out in the Miami Herald? It wasn't an article more than it was really an opinion piece, but this article by Greg Coates says that Dolphins, question mark, Heat, question mark, nope. This is why Miami Hurricanes football now owns this sports town. Do you really think the Miami Hurricanes are the talk of South Florida? You know, uh, it's kind of funny. You, you mentioned you, you thought it more of an opinion piece than anything else. I, I thought it was more of a cheerleading piece myself. Okay. All right. so, um, do I think they own – you know, they've always been able to turn out their fans and get folks there when they're winning. As soon as they show any cracks in the armor, um, it's really – their support is probably an inch deep and a mile wide, but to their credit, they do have the mile wide. So when they're winning, they are the toast of the town and they're doing well. But I tell you, all it takes is one loss and, and, and you know, mm-hmm. or, or things look a little bit dim and, and that, that group abandons pretty quickly. And then they're back to just kind of a core group of uh, uh, mostly Miami alums. Well, it's been at least 10 years now since they abandoned the Orange Bowl and went to Miami Gardens to whatever they call that place now. 
what is that, Hard Rock Stadium or something like that? No, Sun Life Stadium. Okay, well, it was Hard Rock at one point. Yep. And maybe some other kind of name. Uh, they really haven't sold the place out on a routine basis since moving north, right? Well, this past year they had two games, one against Virginia Tech and the other one against Notre Dame. Uh, they, so they had both of those as sellouts. So you can see it's coming back and, you know, based on them going, you know, really kind of starting out the season 10 and 0, mm-hmm. they were filling things out. But, you know, as I mentioned, support there is, is an inch deep and a mile wide. So they'll probably start out the season full if they lose anything. You know, it'll be back to a core, and that core is probably you know thirty, forty thousand strong. And they're and they're certainly good fans, but you know, it it there it is the the probably the biggest group of bandwagon fans you know in the in the country, in, in my opinion, one of the one of the biggest groups. Like I said, core group, good good bunch, but the bandwagon, whoo, it gets fast and full. Well, to Miami's credit, they go into the season ranked number eight in the country, and they face off against LSU Sunday, not Saturday, Sunday in Arlington, Texas. We'll tell you more about that game in just a few. But, yes, if you want to read a good Homer piece about the Hurricanes, check out Greg Coates' column at MiamiHerald.com. Now, quarterback battles. Clemson had a big announcement this week. So did Florida State. We're going to hear from Dabo Sweeney in a moment as he came out and decided earlier in the week that he's going to go with Kelly Bryant as the quarterback for the Tigers, picking him over freshman Trevor Lawrence. Your thoughts on that decision? Well, you know, I, I, I mentioned earlier this year that I felt like uh, that Lawrence was a, a good a good shot at, at winning the job, and so I'm not being proved right. But, you know what, we're still early on in the season, and, uh, you know, I still going to – it's going to you know, linger on for a bit. But right now, Kelly Bryant seems to have stepped up. They're, they're saying that uh, he's got a lot more confidence and the game's slowed down for him. So, you know, who knows? He may be the, be the guy for them this year. Well, Dabo Sweeney discussed the decision at Tuesday's press conference in Death Valley, Clemson, South Carolina. Let's hear from the Tigers head football coach now. You know, first of all, Kelly's trying to win the job. Everybody's trying to win the job. And, uh, you know, it, it just it went <laughs> – it, it wasn't close. It's was very clear cut, and uh, you know that's that's where we were. Uh, this year's different uh, in that in that uh, you know now he you know you got a proven guy, uh, a guy who started for 14 games for you. He's won a conference championship in his first year as a starter, and you know got people get better. Uh, you know people improve, and and that's that's I don't care where you start. Guys improve, and that's what's happened with Kelly. He's had a tremendous year uh, of prep since January. And, uh, you know, I've had a front row seat, no idea how it was going to play out. Uh, obviously, you bring a guy in here like Trevor Lawrence, who is, is really off the charts from a talent standpoint, but you don't ever know until you start coaching a guy, how's that going to translate? You know, guys can be really, really talented in high school. But sometimes it takes a little longer to translate to to this level, you know. There's a lot going on, and uh, but he demonstrated this spring that that he's one of those unique guys that that he has this unique talent. But he also demonstrated that man, he he was absorbing it very well, and uh, and he wasn't overwhelmed. Uh, but still made a lot of mistakes. I mean, it's, it's just a lot. Uh, and and Kelly uh, was the clear winner in spring. From his weekly press conference on Tuesday in Clemson, that was Tiger head football coach Dabo Sweeney 
talking about his decision to put in Kelly Bryant as the starter as the Tigers take on the Furman Paladins Saturday in Death Valley. Trevor Lawrence, the freshman, is expected to see some playing time, but a tough decision that Sweeney went with the senior as opposed to the freshman, and that makes all the sense in the world if you ask me. Now, also, Florida State made news as their former quarterback before he got hurt, Francois, is going to be the starter in Tallahassee. What more can you say about that? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of thought that he would come back and, and end up getting the job. He was uh, uh, coming off an injury last season, and then, of course, uh, that injury was, was bad enough that, you know, his recovery period kept him out of spring. And even with all that rust, he was still able to kind of fight off uh, James Blackman. Blackman is, of course, the the uh, true freshman last year that played a tremendous amount uh, when, when Florida State went through that rash of injuries at the quarterback position. But uh, it doesn't surprise me Francois is back, um, you know, with him being a lot healthier and, and back in, in place. Um, I, you know, that it's just a, just not a big not a big shock to me. All right. And any other quarterback announcements that you're aware of in the conference that happened that were newsworthy? Um. Not that I'm aware of at this point. There wasn't any other quarterback bat- battles, really. Uh, so, I mean, you know, at this point, it's going to be, uh, you know, I think everybody else is, is pretty well known at this point. There was uh, Those were really kind of the big ones that were looming out there. I saw an article about Georgia Tech, Jonathan, where they said going into this opener against Alcorn State, the Jackets have so many positions that haven't been determined for starters. Is that true? Uh, yeah, it is. It really is. And and I think most of them, if you look out there, will probably be on the defensive side. I think the offense, um, they've got uh, – if we start with the offense, the line is kind of a little unsettled due to some injuries. Um, but they know who's going to be playing there, and it's just a matter of which group, which person lines up where. So not a big much there. But uh, at, at Georgia Tech, um, in the secondary, I think that's where the, the you know, the real big questions – they had uh, – you know, nobody coming back from that secondary last year. So every position was wide open. On top of that, they moved to a, to a three, four, and they'll probably actually, you'll probably see them in a three, three, five as much as the three, four. And so that meant you got four players plus the nickel and everybody's fighting for positions. And, you know, it, it's just been kind of every week you see a different, see a different person showing up on the depth chart, uh, you know, and, and not really sure who's going to end up. So, I think the secondary is going to be, uh, I think they're a deep bunch, but they're really young and pretty inexperienced. So um, a lot of players going to play for them. All right. Jonathan, I know there was a story that came out Tuesday that really affects all of college football, just not the ACC, but family members have filed a lawsuit against the NCAA over the deaths of four former college football players. And all this stems from concussions and brain disease caused by concussions and this looks like something that could gain traction. How big of a story is this, and are we going to see on the college level what we've seen on the NFL level with CTE? You know, that's a good question, and, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I was looking at some of those, and uh, uh, the interesting part is is at least one of them, uh, Finnerty, he actually, the autopsy came back with, you know, some, some issues with uh, pneumonia and some other things, um, and also that his CTE was pretty moderate. So, you know... There's a part of me that kind of goes, well, yeah, it's something that, that could impact football, but I'm not so sure. It's not just some people trying to, you know, to kind of, they found an issue that maybe they can hitch their wagon to and, 
and uh, cash in on. And so I think, you know, it's going to have an impact, but I think as much as anything, it's about the, it's about the gravy train that they see in front of them that, you know, to, to use that and get money, not to, not to diminish the impact of CTE because there, there is some, you know, some shown to be some, some issue there. And it, it, the, the complete cause and the complete link is it all a hundred percent established, but the evidence is strong, but I still think you're going to see, uh, probably some folks trying to cash in and, and, and make a little hay that way. In your experience on the college level in the ACC, Jonathan, what has been the biggest change that you've seen as a result of this CTE awareness? Is it the targeting call or is there something else that we don't normally see that's really come in to impact the game? Well, I think by far yeah, it's been the, the, the whole issue of targeting and uh, defenseless players because, you know, uh, we've seen plenty of that over the years and, you know, folks really kind of hitting with their helmets and stuff. So there's been a, a really good emphasis on getting away from hitting in the head area to, to kind of drive that away. And I think that's helped a tremendous amount with, uh, with concussions. And then, uh, the second thing I think that's helped is the concussion protocols. Medic, medicines move forward, uh, in a big way and they are able to do some things that identify players that have concussions. And so they're allow them to allow them to actually, you know, fully heal. You know, previously it was to take two aspirin and show up at practice the next day. Uh, now there's a whole concussion protocol. They do some baseline tests um, with, you know, eye reactions and brain waves. And then they're able to, to kind of look at, you know, after you've had a concussion, what is your, what is your profile look like and have you returned to normal? So I think, you know, between the targeting call and the, just the, the the incredible advances of medicine, those have been the two biggest things I think that will help that issue out. All right, well, let's look at what is going on in the ACC from a kickoff perspective, and it all starts Thursday as Wake Forest goes to New Orleans and they take on the Tulane Green Wave Thursday night. That's a 7 o'clock kick on the CBS Sports Network. I had to tune in for that, that game at Yulman Stadium in the Big Easy. Also, on Friday, you got two games with ACC teams playing. You got Syracuse. I don't know how they scheduled this. They're playing at Western Michigan. Mighty Kalamazoo hosting the Orange of Syracuse. And then the Army Black Knights go to Durham and they face off against the Duke Blue Devils Friday night in that game on ESPNU. Now we move to Saturday, the James Madison Dukes, who have played for the national championship the last two years in FCS football. They play at NC State on Saturday. you got the Furman Paladins taking on number two Clemson. Alcorn State plays at Georgia Tech. The UMass Minutemen play their in-state opponent, the Boston College Eagles and Chestnut Hill. Albany plays at Pittsburgh. UNC travels all the way out to Berkeley to take on the Cal Bears. The Richmond Spiders face Virginia, and I remember a few years ago, Richmond knocked off Virginia. Louisville is at number one, Alabama in Orlando on Saturday. Then on Sunday, the Miami Hurricanes, the aforementioned Miami Hurricanes, have that big game against LSU in Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium. And finally, the biggest ACC game of the week is likely the conference game between Virginia Tech and Florida State. And that one is on Monday night. Monday night football, 7 o'clock Eastern kick, 8, eight rather, 8 Eastern, 7 Central on ESPN, the Hokies and the Knowles. Jonathan, you want to throw in anything about any of these matchups before we get out of here? Yeah, you know, most of them are your typical cupcake games, but I tell you, the ones that I'm going to be real interested in watching is is one I'd like to see how uh, how Duke takes on Army. Um, last year, uh, Army went in there and uh, 
pulled the big upset. So I think that one's got some interest on the Saturday games. Really, there's only two games I think that are that are of note. Uh, UNC heads out at West to to visit Cal. Um, that'll be a big uh, you know ACC Pac-12 matchup. Um, North Carolina bouncing back from an injury riddled season last year, and then Louisville. Uh, taking on number one Alabama, and we saw some bravado from some of their players <laughs> yes, uh, we last did. week. Uh, I'm I'm going to be interested to see how they do, simply because uh, uh, of some of their matchups later in the year. But um, if they can hang on and and at least hang in there against Bama, then you know that bodes well for them. But I'm kind of expecting them to get squashed. Uh, and then both the Sunday and Monday games, I think both really interesting. Uh, that those will be two games that'll be really really fun to watch. All right, and we'll be back here next week to tell you all about it on the Y'all Show and get you ready for week two of ACC football. Jonathan Lifeite, 24-7 Sports, CBS Sports Digital. Thank you so much for your great reporting. Thank you much. You guys have a great day. All right. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to have our South history. This is where we love to talk about our region's history. And this week in Southern history, two important things happen in the civil rights struggle and we'll have both of those instances when we come back on the y'all show with john rawl you don't want to miss it hey dad want to shoot some hoops in a bit buddy i promise allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment i'll just play by myself for outdoor and indoor allergies get allegra it's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief it starts working in one hour helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief yes great shot buddy let's play another game you're on dad get allegra and get back to the moment among single ingredient otc branded oral antihistamines uses directed I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I've never felt more alive. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will feel more alive. You either possess functioning respiratory and circulatory systems, or you do not, or you are a zombie. If you are indeed a brain-starved zombie and you would like to save money on car insurance, the GEICO legal team applauds your excellent life choices, even in your shambling afterlife. But we strongly encourage you to visit GEICO.com or download the GEICO app. Please stay a minimum of 500 feet away from our large and presumably delicious, delicious brains. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And we're back for the final segment of Hour 1 on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Our number, 803-816-1170. If you've got something you want to pass along our way, text us. We'd love to hear from you. And if you've got any suggestions, and one thing we're always looking for are really good ideas. And some of those ideas can be of a historic nature. Because on the Y'all Show, we love our history. And we have what we call our South, our Southern history in the spotlight. And this week in Southern history is a rather important week in the civil rights struggle. And it was 55 years ago Martin Luther King Jr. gave his iconic I Have a Dream speech in Washington, D.C. I think that's got to be the largest gathering ever on the mall in Washington, D.C. 250,000 people came out for this 
rally, speech, whatever you want to call it. Now, of course, more than that have come to inaugurations and such, but for a specific event, I don't know if any top that one. Perhaps some of the Vietnam War demonstrations top that, but such a, a um, unbelievable event in August of 1963. Remember, that was just before November when President Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas. But the MLK speech 55 years ago this week. And we want to remember that here on the Y'all Show. Now, also this same week, but this was in 1955, that would be, what, 63 years ago? Emmett Till was murdered in Mississippi. And that, of course, is when the young man from Chicago came to Mississippi to be with relatives for the summer. And he was 14 years old. He was abducted and lynched after being accused of whistling at Carolyn Bryant, a white woman in Money, Mississippi. And as we probably know through our history books, the Teal murder went to trial and and the accusers, that those accused walked away innocent. No one was ever convicted for the lynching of Emmett Till. And Emmett Till's mother took his body back to Chicago where it had been found in the Tallahatchie River in a very awful state the body was. Had a cotton gin fan tied around him. And his mother decided to let everybody see that body. And it was photographed and it was in all kinds of national papers. Horrible, gory scene. But because of that, it really shook a lot of people up, and it woke people up to say, we need to do something about this whole struggle for equality. And that happened in Mississippi in 1955 this week. Now, the Emmett Till murder has been in the news in recent months because of a book that came out in 2017, The Blood of Emmett Till by author Timothy Tyson. This became a big bestseller, and one of the reasons it was a big bestseller was it had a quote in it attributing Carolyn Bryant Dunham that she lied when she was testifying about Till accosting her back in the 1950s. Well, it turns out that that accusation may not be true, as Donham's daughter-in-law, Marcia Bryant, who was there when the interview with the author happened, she says that she's got tape recordings of the interview and that her mother-in-law never recanted she said the quote Tyson attributed to her mother-in-law is not on the recordings. Unfortunately, people believe her 84-year-old mother-in-law played a role in Till's murder when, quote, she had nothing to do with it, according to Bryant. They think she should die or go to jail forever. They think what happened to Emma Till should happen to her. That is news that I had not heard. i got to thank my friend Anderson for tipping me on that. That's out on the wire, but it hasn't got a lot of traction. But there's a chance that author Timothy Tyson may have some fake news in his book that made Carolyn Bryant Dunham look like she went back on her story about accusing Till of, of accosting her when, in fact, according to her recordings, that may not be the case. Very intriguing info coming from Mississippi Money, Mississippi. Not only, I think, is money where Emmett Till was murdered, it's also where Robert Johnson, the famous bluesman, where he died. He was murdered in money. I think I'm right on that. If I promise you, if it wasn't money, it was like two, two miles, two cotton fields away 
for money, all right there in LaFleur County, Mississippi, LaFleur, and also Tallahatchie County, right on the Tallahatchie River. But that is what's going on this week in Southern history with the Martin Luther King March on Washington and Emmett Till's death, both happening here at the end of August. When we come back at Hour 2 of the Y'all Show, we will continue our fun. We'll have hashtag Hullabaloo. We'll take a look at all kinds of exciting social media postings. And then we'll talk country music as Precious Harris will be dropping by with her fun report on what's going on in Music City. I saw where Kenny Chesney's in the headlines. And did you see that this past weekend, Taylor Swift had a big concert in Nashville at Nissan Stadium? And Tim and Faith got up on stage with her. Tim, of course, the namesake of her very first single, Tim McGraw. I thought that was such a weird thing when that came out 10 years ago or whenever that was. And she had old Tim and his wife Faith up on stage having a good old time in Nashville this past weekend. So we'll tell you all about that and more as the Y'all Show continues. You stay where you are. We'll be right back, y'all. Whether you brew the craftiest beer or offer the sharpest haircuts in town, we've got the right business cards to promote what makes your business great at Vistaprint. And right now, we're offering 500 custom cards starting at just $9.99. You can choose everything about your card, the shape, the paper, and you can design it yourself or ask for a little help from our support team. So get the most bang for your and head to Vistaprint.com to get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7373 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7373. Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. Join us by donating in store or online at staplesforstudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students because every kid deserves a great start this school year. This is the Y'all Show. Talk with a very distinctive Southern accent. Glad you joined us here in Hour 2 of this Wednesday Y'all with your host, John Rawl. Yeah, Rawl and Y'all kind of goes together, doesn't it? Kind of like kudzu in the summertime. We're just taking over, and we're not stopping anytime soon. Although kudzu will be sort of, would you call it go dormant in the winter? But well, we're not going dormant, but we're glad that you have tuned us in here on this program that's all about the most wonderful corner of America. In this second hour of the Y'all Show, we'll have country music knowledge coming away your way just in seconds from Precious Harris. She's got a report from Music Road, Nashville, Tennessee, and I've been able to gather a little bit of information, but at this time, I cannot reveal my sources. So we'll let Precious tell us all the juicy, good stuff coming from Music Row and country music and the Nashville Music Line. That's coming up with the author of the College of Songology, Precious Harris. That's later this hour. Also, while I'm thinking about it, on the Thursday, y'all, we're going to have an action-packed show. In Louisiana, they're getting ready to host the Shrimp and Petroleum Festival in Morgan City. And these two items, of which often don't get mixed, 
Well, they are a big thing in Morgan City and in South Louisiana. And Darby Ratcliffe will be stopping by. She is the director of the festival. And she'll be telling us why we all need to get in the car or the P-Row and head to Morgan City for this year's Shrimp and Petroleum Festival. Ought to be a lot of fun in South Louisiana when that comes around. We'll tell you all about it here on the Y'all Show. That's coming up this weekend, actually. So she's getting ready for a big event in South Louisiana this weekend. And it should be fun. Hopefully the weather will cooperate for Darby and all the folks working hard on this annual event. Also on the Thursday, y'all, we'll be talking Auburn Tigers as Taylor Jones will be stopping by. And Taylor is with the website powerofdixieland.com. And he'll help us get ready for Auburn's season opener against the Washington Huskies and that game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, which is actually where Auburn played their last two games of the 2017 season. Remember, they won the SEC West, and they went and played Georgia, and they lost the SEC championship game. And then, as fate would have it, they got to go to the Peach Bowl, and they played UCF, and they got beat by UCF. And because of that, UCF can claim a national title, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but Auburn should have won that game, but they didn't. So Auburn now going to have their third straight game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, this time in the 2018 season. And will the Gus bus be able to roll over on I-85 and get the W in Hotlanta? We'll tell you about it on Thursdays, y'all. So make sure you, you tune in. Now, this hour, we're going to dive right in now to what we call hashtag holla, 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 baloo, where we look into all the madness of social media and boy there's plenty of madness to be found and we have our crack research team here at the y'all show constantly surfing twitter constantly searching facebook and seeing what all they can gather we'll start out this week with a couple of facebook postings that i that caught my eye and hey when you get a post from your uncle bubba then you know it's good and that's exactly what i found from my uncle bubba and he put this definition on Facebook, and I thought I would just have to share it with you. And it's a GIF, and it's titled Southern Word of the Week. And the word of the week is doohickey. <laughs> You've heard of that word. Doohickey, an object or thing whose name you do not know or have forgotten. Other variations include whatchamacallit and thingamajig. But the more southern term is a doohickey. So, Uncle Bubba, thank you for letting us all learn about doohickeys. Yeah, that's, uh, that is very, very good. See, when, when I don't have you around anymore, I can honestly now say that he taught me a very valuable lesson. You know, uncles and aunts don't often have a direct impact on the education of someone. Perhaps you didn't grow up close enough to them and they didn't have an impact maybe like a parent would have, or even a grandparent, an aunt and uncle. And I know some of you have close relations with aunts and uncles, and that's that's wonderful. But generally, they're not they're kind of a, a, a secondary or tertiary impact on people. But Uncle Bubba, actually that's not true. He helped me with my Pinewood race car, Pinewood Cub Scout car when I was young. And we built this really cool Pinewood box car. Isn't that what it's called? the race if you've been a cub scout or a parent you know exactly what i'm talking about we had this really cool red 
car that he helped me build because he was a, a woodsman. He, he crafted stuff. And my thing didn't win. But it sure looked good. And Uncle Bubba, thank you for that. And thank you for letting us all know here on the Y'all Show what the world doohickey means, okay? That's, all, that's just so important, doohickey. Now, this latest thing that I find on Facebook is hilarious, but it really doesn't need a heading. And let me describe it to you. And I know this is terrible for me to, to tell you on a radio show where you only hear me and you can't see what I'm talking about, but but it's funny. Just just bear with me here. So it's an image of a postal worker, a cartoon image, bending down to check the mail out of one of those blue boxes. So he's he's bending over big time to get all the mail out of the blue box with all the mail in it. And the heading would say something to the effect is, you know it's time for a new pair of glasses. While he's bending over getting the mail out, a very elderly, light, nice, sweet lady is coming up and putting a piece of mail in his backside because his pants are coming off and he's showing his butt crack and she thinks that's where she should slip her envelope to put it in the mail. Kind of funny. Again, don't need really a description of what this is. It's it, word the, the illustration speaks for itself. But yeah, if you're putting mail in someone's backside when they're bending over, that's the wrong crack. You need you need to put it in that doohickey, which is exactly the right word for those blue boxes. You know what I'm talking about, the the blue mailboxes that are all over cities and towns where you go put mail, but I don't know of an official name for them. The blue box, maybe? Does that sound good? And oftentimes, I don't know about you, but I like to I like to use our US Postal Service, but a lot of these postal the blue boxes that are scattered around communities they have the earliest pickup times that you can think of so although they're put there for a convenience if you're not there like by 10 o'clock in the morning to drop off your letter you you may miss it and, and they won't come around for a whole nother day so as much of a burden as it is oftentimes at least i have to get in the old car <laughs> and go through, go to the post office and, and do the drop-off there because I, at least I know I have the, the latest time there. But I bet you you'll have instances in your community where those blue boxes, although put up as a convenience, many of them have very, very early pickup times, and it's not they're just not worth fooling with. Maybe that's what the Postal Service is trying to achieve. You know, they do have a... A, a, a reputation, whether it's warranted or not, but they, they have a reputation. This is a funny GIF I found, and it's all Russian words, except for the very end word is the word Facebook, with a little goofy smiley face there beside the word Facebook. So imagine about seven or eight Russian words followed by the word Facebook in English. And, as you might expect, a translation comes via the hashtag hullabaloo. The translation says what this Russian description is actually saying is, just leaving the job so I can go home to work on Facebook. <laughs> you reckon that's got something to do with all the Russian hacking? And I know they're, I know they're guilty of that, and they're not the only country. I don't know. I guess they're, they're jealous of the good old USA, and they constantly 
are poking us and, and trying to affect our way of life. But until Vladimir or any other of the Russian oligarchs can duplicate the South in Russia, then we'll always be, they'll always be in our rearview mirror. We'll always be ahead of them because we have the fun stuff and they have Chernobyl. <laughs> they have, they have Siberia and they have other uh, bad fashion, for example, but they do have some beautiful people. I'll give them credit there. And they have a large country and maybe natural resources wise, they'll put the South to shame, but I'll, I'll take it here as long as we can get away with it. But until they start cooking better, maybe that's one thing. How many people go out in the South or even in anywhere in the U.S. and say, hey, hey, what do you want to have tonight? Italian, Chinese, or maybe Russian food? How many people have ever gone and had Russian food? I don't know if there is such a thing. I'm ignorant. T teach me. Y'all show at y'all.com is our e email address. Y'all show at y'all.com. I'd love to have a Russian meal. I like Italian. I like French food. Not as much as Italian. I love German food. And I love any of the Asian offerings available. I've had some South American offerings. Mexican food's wonderful. I don't think I've ever had Canadian food per se. <laughs> but Russian food, I know they make vodka, but I'm not aware of really good Russian entrees. But I will be happy to stand corrected if, if I can be educated on Russia. Here's something I found on Twitter, and this was a discussion going on that I stumbled upon. And it stemmed from Trixie Mattel putting on Twitter and Trixie wrote, can we stop saying y'all on Twitter? And I had to think, Trixie, how dare you? Uh, who, who, are you to, who are you to call out the word using y'all on Twitter as a bad thing? That, that made me furious. And I decided that, well, we needed to do something about it. And I didn't have to do it. Some other folks jumped in, like Broderick Greer. Broderick Greer responded to Trixie Mattel, No, some of us use it in everyday speech and won't be conceding its use to its appropriators. Very good, Broderick. Thank you for standing up to the word, y'all. And all that it means, it is, it's just natural to say y'all, even if you're not from the South. It is a, it's just a, it's just the way to go. And, Broderick, who is a writer for the Washington Post of all places, jumped in and helped defend that. Well, Julie Brannon also jumped in, and I love Julie's defense of using the word y'all on Twitter. Julie writes, it's a perfectly good contraction. It represents a collective second-person address, just like vosotros in Spanish. And I hope I said that right. It is gender neutral, and y'all can go to Hayel. <laughs> She's got a PhD in English, so therefore the very colorful description from Julie Brandon and her explanation of, you know, it's okay to use y'all. It is perfectly okay to use y'all on Twitter or anywhere else in life. So I enjoyed seeing that and always love our Southern and y'all defenders out there. In some cases like Broderick, 
somewhat nationally known. Pretty darn cool. Paul N underscore ATL, CFO and NBA in Atlanta, likes finance, food, fitness, and fun. We've read something from Paul recently. He is very active on Twitter, and he does a good job on Twitter. Therefore, Paul, we are happy to talk about Paul, y'all. And Paul's latest tweet that we want to bring up, blue crabs, anyone? Awesome, especially when cooked with a blend of flavors from the Gulf Coast and Vietnam. And we were just talking about crab cakes on the Tuesday, y'all, with Matt Hermans as we spotlighted Maryland. But blue crabs and the ATL and wherever you might be listening to us sounds like the perfect remedy for Labor Day. And great picture Paul has on his Twitter account at Paul N underscore ATL of very well done cooked blue crabs ready to be served. Now, you mentioned these crabs have a blend of flavors from both the Gulf Coast and Vietnam. And if you don't know this, after the Vietnam War, there were lots of refugees who left Vietnam. And a lot of those ended up coming to the South. You may remember if you were alive in Arkansas, they had a massive military installation that was turned into a refugee camp. And ultimately, Vietnamese were settled across the Southeast and the country. You also had a lot of Laotians come over in that time period. I just met some the other day, and they're great produce farmers, these natives of Laos and, and Southeast Asia, where all that turmoil happened back in the 1970s. But specifically, the Vietnamese came over to places like Biloxi, Galveston. They were a lot, on the, a lot settled on the Gulf Coast where they could continue their fishing and shrimping, something they'd done in the old country. And they really found a niche in the southeast doing those kind of industries. Earlier this year, I was in Gulfport, Mississippi, which is along the Gulf Coast. And I found a place called Ben's Deli on Pass Road in Gulfport that is a Vietnamese-owned business. Refugees came over, helped start this. And Ben's Deli not only was the po' boy scrumptious, but there must have been a million pieces of shrimp on that shrimp po' boy. So if you're ever in... Gulfport in Harrison County, Mississippi, check out Ben's Deli, and they know how to pour it on. You might have a hard time getting a parking spot. It's a popular place, but boy, it's good. And I can tell you firsthand it's good because I went there back in January. I spent two weeks on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi hanging out with friends and such. But very good info coming from Paul in about his blue crabs and the influence of the Gulf Coast and Vietnam on his flavoring. Hillary Shonick is on Twitter. She's an award-winning photographer, the Baton Rouge Advocate. That's the newspaper in Louisiana State Capitol. And she says that she's a coffee addict and she works the night shift. Well, I noticed Hillary and her Twitter account is at Photo. She's, again, a photographer for the Advocate in Baton Rouge. And she had this image put on her Twitter account of all these kind of coatings of players and such. She's going to essentially go and film and photograph the big football games going on this weekend. Yeah, it's it's not all fun and games if you have to work a fun game, okay? And she, working for the Baton Rouge newspaper, well, there's two major universities right there in Baton Rouge. We know about one, the LSU Tigers, but there's also a pretty big school called Southern University in the SWAC. Well, Southern opens their season Saturday in Fort Worth, Texas, playing 
TCU. That's an 11 o'clock kick, Fort Worth time. And the Jaguars head out there to open the season. Well, Hillary is Hillary's going to go film that. And so she's getting ready for the Southern TCU game. And she's got her photo of all the player names and what all she's looking for. Oddly enough, this other Baton Rouge-based school, LSU, is also playing just down the road from TCU on Sunday. LSU takes on Miami at Jerry World in Arlington on Sunday. So both Baton Rouge schools are heading I-10, ultimately I-20, maybe. Let's see. I don't know how they're going to get to Dallas and Fort Worth, but that's where they're going this weekend. So there won't be a lot of people in Baton Rouge. It might be a good time to go out to eat in Baton Rouge if you're always worried about the crowds. But Hillary is going to be working, and I bring her tweet up because, again, we don't often think about all the hard work that a photographer has to put in. They're down on the sidelines. You see all the time these photographers are almost getting run over by football players. It's dangerous work. And I, I don't know what Hillary looks like, but there's a very good chance she may not be the size of a football player. She may be the normal size of a woman, meaning that when a player comes running at full speed and pads, they could really put a hurting on her just like they'd put a hurting on me. I had a friend of mine who was invited to attend a college football practice. He, everybody was invited. He happened to take up the offer, and he was on the sideline, and he was probably 60 years old, and he was certainly overweight. He was not in the best of shape, but during this open practice, while he was catching this football scrimmage and practice going on, a player ran into him, and it absolutely destroyed his leg. And within a year or two, he had died. Now, I'm not saying he died because of that, but it didn't help. It did not help that he had such a massive injury. I'm not sure he even worked again after that. So you have to be very careful if you're on the sideline and you got to be prepared and that's what Hillary Shinnick's doing for the advocate in Baton Rouge getting ready for the doubleheader in the Metroplex Southern at TCU and LSU versus the Miami Hurricanes Miami number 8 in the country this week LSU's also in the top 25 bringing in a new quarterback under Sutter for the Bayou Bengals in Jerry World on Sunday that's a Sunday game South Kitchen and Spirits is in Jacksonville, Florida. They offer Southern classics and American standards. And at South Kitchen, they put out a, a rather colorful tweet. This dang old food ain't going to eat itself now. Y'all come on down and get your grub on from South Kitchen and Spirits. So I had to go to their website. South.Kitchen is the website. A rather unusual website address, but that's what it is. And look at the menu and what they have to offer. And are they really what they say they are, South? Well, here's their menu. They got biscuits and cornbread muffins as an appetizer with butter and jam. And one of my all-time favorites right there at the top of the menu, popcorn shrimp. I know that's not the most glamorous offer offering on the seafood restaurant menu, but I love me some good popcorn shrimp and the Carolina in me has a passion for calabash shrimp. I'll have to get a calabash expert on here sometime. If you don't know what calabash shrimp is, Google it. It's a specialty, especially if you ever go around Myrtle Beach. 
are just on the North Carolina-South Carolina border where Calabash, North Carolina is actually located. Tons of restaurants have Calabash shrimp, little tiny baby shrimp cooked perfectly. And it's a, a true favorite of mine to get a good Calabash shrimp. There's a chain in Georgia and the Carolinas called Fats Cafe. And they have Calabash shrimp and Calabash shrimp chicken, actually. Actually, that's not cal It's Calabash-style fried chicken on their menu. And it's very good. Not quite as good as Calabash uh, if you actually go to Calabash. But if you're not in Calabash, it certainly meets all the criteria that will get you by. Other offerings on the South menu that you should check out sweet vidalia onion rings they got deviled egg salad and crackers they have crispy chicken legs and how about this at south kitchen and spirit they have cast iron pimento cheese slow roasted pork mushrooms cilantro fresh fried pork rinds and hand cut white corn tortilla chips somebody get me to jacksonville right now i've got to go check out south kitchen and spirits that Sounds exactly what we all could use on a Labor Day weekend, a fun road trip. And I look forward to getting to Jacksonville. We'll see perhaps south.kitchen, the website, and the restaurant. Well, let us broadcast from there. Maybe they'll actually pay us to go to Jacksonville on this road trip. I, we need this to happen. Speaking of road trips, our last item on hashtag hullabaloo today comes from Racing Chicks. The Twitter account is at Chicks Racing. Two friends following the NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series. And their tweet says, Packing our bags for Darlington. This is race weekend in Darlington, South Carolina. It's the Southern 500. Yes, the Bojangles Southern 500 at Darlington Speedway. This is the only race at this track too tough to tame all year long. They used to have the Dixie 500 and the Rebel 500, but now they just have the Bojangles Southern 500. The green flag Sunday evening at 6 on NBCSN. This race is going to have a lot of people in attendance, unlike a lot of races where the attendance is dro dropping dramatically. Being the only race in the state of South Carolina all year long, it's also on a holiday weekend. And I love what NASCAR has done in recent years. They've made this kind of a throwback race where the drivers come out and throwback schemes, and it makes NASCAR a little bit more fun. And it's been well-received by the NASCAR drivers and the fans this throwback weekend. I assume that's going on this weekend, but with NASCAR, you never know. They've got problems, and maybe throwback isn't exactly on their list of agenda for 2018, but I can't imagine it wouldn't be. But check it out. Racing Chicks going to Darlington for the Southern 500 going on this weekend. Sponsored by Bojangles. You know if Bojangles Chicken is sponsoring a race, it's going to be good. <laughs> good, good, good. And I love Bojangles biscuits. If I could mix in Bojangles with a little South Kitchen and Spirits in Jacksonville and a little Calabash shrimp too and go down to Gulfport and go to Ben's and get me a shrimp po' boy, I will share it all with you. I will give it to you. All, all y'all can benefit from this Southern Feast if we could just gather it all up. And we got time. It's a holiday weekend coming up. Yeah, we got, pl we got plenty of time. Oh, yeah. 
Well, this is the Y'all Show. We love our South, and when we come back, we love our country music too. Precious Harris will be our special guest, and this grand friend of mine of 25 years is going to be coming on with the latest scoop from Music Row. We'll tell you about the Taylor Swift concert that just happened in Nashville over the weekend and other goings-on in the music biz. That's ahead on the Y'all Show with your host, General John Raw. Whether you brew the craftiest beer or offer the sharpest haircuts in town, we've got the right business cards to promote what makes your business great at Vistaprint. And right now, we're offering 500 custom cards starting at just $9.99. You can choose everything about your card, the shape, the paper, and you can design it yourself or ask for a little help from our support team. So get the most bang for your and head to Vistaprint.com to get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7373 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7373. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 has arrived at Sprint. For a limited time, get the super-powerful new Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. It's the fastest Note ever, and you can get it on a network built for unlimited. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 is also perfect for gaming. Take your Fortnite skills to a new level with the largest battery ever seen in a Note. Along with a 6.4-inch edge-to-edge infinity screen and stereo speakers, Galaxy Note 9 also features a smarter camera and a mightier S Pen with remote control. Make the switch to Sprint right now and get the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. Plus, get annual upgrades with Galaxy Forever. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com slash Samsung, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Note 9, 2083 per month after 2084 per month. Credit applied within two bills. Requires new line and 18-month lease. Early termination results and remaining balance due. Upgrade after 12 lease payments. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Exclusive taxes requires qualifying plans. Subject to credit, $30 activation fee, and restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. Join us by donating in-store or online at staplesforstudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students because every kid deserves a great start this school year. Number one song in all the land, Drowns the Whiskey, from Jason Aldean, featuring Miranda Lambert. And yes, indeed, that is Billboard Country Airplay Charts' number one song. It's Aldean's 19th number one. It's the second single from his album, Rearview Town. And that follows the album's first single, You Make It Easy. Drowns the Whiskey also marks Miranda's fifth country airplay Number one country airplay charts show the week's most popular songs ranked by radio airplay audience impressions. Well, that is great news for Jason and Miranda both. And 
we have someone who's probably ready to celebrate with them. Precious Harris, Nashville Music Line is on with us now from Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. You ready to go to that number one party, Precious? I sure will. We'll probably have to wait to Aldine. His schedule is massively full. We'll have to wait till he uh, gets off tour. Oh, okay. Well, when- but I'm excited. I, I'm, you know, I've, I've known Jason when there were only 10, 15 people going to a showcase in the early 90s, you know, so it's glad to see him uh, succeed. Yeah, that's hard uh, to believe. Did I just say that he got ni- he's had 19 number ones? Didn't I just say that? Yes, he's had 19 number ones. <laughs> that's hard now, to believe. Listen to this. Listen to this. He is his next closest number one, if you want to call him that for Southern draw, uh-huh. is Luke Bryan. He's had 19, 20 number ones, but he's only had parties for 19 of them. He's going to have a number one party whenever he gets through with Farm Tour, probably, unless they squeeze it in. So I think he starts Farm Tour because uh, one of my one of my clients is on the tour with them doing the parking the cars in the field. <laughs> really? They, yeah, but they treat them really, really good. So she's going. They make good money. So, uh, But anyway, but yeah, his, his 20th number one is Some People Are Good. Oh, that's already been announced? Are, are you predicting that? I'm predicting. Well, oh. it's already number one. We just haven't had the number one party yet. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, wow. he pre- uh, actually, when I was at the 17th, 18th, and 19th number one party in June, he told the crowd that week, I think, is when it went number one. He wanted to thank everybody that helped him get there. Well, that's amazing because if you follow country music, you'll notice in the last decade, maybe stretching now to two decades, these songs – don't go up and down charts as fast as they used to. So to have 19 number one spread out over a career that didn't get started until the early 2000s is pretty phenomenal. Yes, there uh, there is some records set this past year and a half or two years. Uh, the first record set was Florida Georgia Line Cruise. And I want to say it was 32 weeks or 33 weeks. And then uh, Sam Hunt broke that record for Body Like a Back Road for 36 weeks, I think, 36 weeks, 37, because I have I have so many numbers I keep up with. <laughs> but that record was broke uh, by Florida Georgia Line and B.B. Rixa. So Florida Georgia Line had broke the first record. Sam Hunt broke the first, second time. And then third time was back to Florida Georgia Line. And uh, so 38 weeks on the chart is a long freaking time. That's almost over a year, half a year. Yeah. That is amazing, and we uh, we are congratulating them all. Now, we're mentioning all these hot names of today's country music. Precious, big news came out yesterday, Tuesday, as the CMA Award nominees were announced. What can you tell us on that front? Well, there's a couple of surprises, but not, but they need to. Uh, uh, you know, Entertainer of the Year, uh, there's, uh, we haven't seen a woman there in an event, you know, to be nominated, but of course it's the, what I call the Magic Mike, M-I-C, get it? Magic yeah. Mike, M-I-C. Uh, Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan, Kenny Chesney, Chris Stapleton, of course, and Keith Urban are the were nominated for entertainers. Uh, I was real surprised because of all the stuff going on, you know, with Garth Brooks and stuff that he wasn't nominated. Um, but once again, I think that, you know, that they, um, that even though Garth really doesn't need the nomination, I think that, uh, he is a. Uh, he would be. He's the cop guy that if, if he was to get nominated, he would be so humble and sincere about it. Cause, you know, there is a. That's quite a superstar group, you know. Yeah, 
And he's working hard. Let's not forget. He, you know, for a while, wasn't he in Vegas doing a show out there? But that's now ended. Is that is that accurate? Yes, it ended uh, a couple about a year and a half ago. But he is going on another tour again. He's actually um, he's going to be uh, he's going to be up at Notre Dame Stadium October the twenty, and it's history because this will be the first ever concert at the Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend, Indiana. Hmm. Perhaps so, the most exciting thing at Notre Dame Stadium all this fall. Yes, exactly. And don't forget, uh, he is. <laughs> That's a jab there. at Irish fans, by the way. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> I know. Well, you know my blood runs blue, so. Well, they they have blue there too, blue and gold. So maybe you're an Irish fan. Just a little bit. Okay. Just a little. Yeah. Well, put it this way: as long as you make uh, Kentucky look good, I will be a fan. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll... And Garth, I forgot to tell you, Garth announced his live album. Oh, has he? Yeah, it's a triple live. So, uh, he, you know, he had a press conference. I unfortunately did not get to go. I was busy, busy. But um, anyway, the it was offered a free download of the record to fans who turned into Inside Studio G, you know, his weekly Facebook series. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you got a free download. Uh, but I'm just amazed. When I was working for Save the Music America to try to stop illegal downloading, I think Taylor Swift had two terabytes of illegal downloads and Garth had 2.5 million illegal downloads. Well, and Garth's really more than any artist I can think of in any format of music has been the leader in preventing piracy of music. And that trend continues forever. Remember, he didn't have any songs available for download. Even legally, he didn't have it on there. And remember the deals he had with Walmart where his albums would come out and I think would essentially be only at Walmart for a while. But Garth Brooks, up and going. And did I see that you announced this, or am I seeing this on other news sites across the South, that he's going to be having a concert in Tuscaloosa, Alabama at Bryant-Denny Stadium soon? Do you know about that? No, I don't know about that. I uh, I don't know the details. I know about it because I actually had uh, a huge uh, person who works in the industry here last night because her internet was out doing show prep for the United States this morning. Okay. And uh, I heard her put it in her morning feed, but I did not stay and listen. Okay. But, uh, but, you know, Garth, he's always creating new ways to keep things new. And I remember I was at the guest last year at the concert and the press reception at the party and uh, before the Nashville Bridgestone show. Uh-huh. And he literally, <clears throat> for the first night, very smart marketing man. He had us media people 30 seats blocked on the first seven rows. Really? Yes. So we got to go, and then we went to the press conference beforehand, got to interview him. And then he treated us to the cons. Uh, and right after that, then we went over to the reception an hour later. And then after that, we went over to the concert. So it was pretty cool. It was a. Uh, he knows how to treat his fans and the media. He's just a general nice person in general. I mean, I know some people think because of the stars, he comes across real professional. Yeah. But he, he did say one time, I heard him in an interview, he said, you treat me like a fan, I'll treat you like a fan. You treat me like an individual, I'll treat you like an individual. Because I'm that was referring to uh, a fan who had, um, had not been appropriate, you know, either with um, a post or something like that or taking a picture. Right. You know, Garth's just honest as the day is long. So, well, you know why? Because he's a yeah. cro- he goes Kroger in, in Goodlettsville, Tennessee, from time to time. I know, <laughs> I know. 
one of my little kids was there at two o'clock in the morning and he never had his girlfriend always buys his deodorant and stuff and he was trying to scan his deodorant the self-scan and this guy goes here let me help you sir and he said thank you and he didn't even look back to see who it was the guy scanned it and he looked back and he goes thank you mr brooks yeah <laughs> and you're welcome it was so funny. Yep. Garth Stadium so. Concert in South Bend, Indiana is going to be October 20th. <laughs> and if you want to get tickets, they go on sale September 14th at Ticketmaster.com slash Garth Brooks. More college stadium dates will be announced later. And as we said, look out for that event in Tuscaloosa at Bryant-Denny Stadium. This is the Y'all Show with John Raw. We're talking with Precious Harris. We will take a time out. When we come back, we will tell you about some more exciting stuff going on in Music City with Martina McBride. Plus, Precious went to the DIY Musician Conference this past weekend. We'll ask her what that was all about. And as we leave you, our question for the day who collected a record-breaking 10 nominations for the 36th Annual CMA Awards on this date in 2002? Was it A, Dwight Yoakam, B, Alan Jackson, or C, Toby Keith? We'll tell you after the break. You're listening to Y'all with John Rawl. The Nashville Music Line is upon us. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I've never felt more alive. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will feel more alive. You either possess functioning respiratory and circulatory systems, or you do not, or you are a zombie. If you are indeed a brain-starved zombie and you would like to save money on car insurance, the GEICO legal team applauds your excellent life choices, even in your shambling afterlife. But we strongly encourage you to visit GEICO.com or download the GEICO app. Please stay a minimum of 500 feet away from our large and presumably delicious, delicious brains. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Man, I love that guy's music right there. I'm not going to tell you who it is because he is the answer to our trivia question. Welcome back to the Y'all Show with John Raw. We have Nashville Music Line personality Precious Harris with us here, and you can get Precious's great book about the music industry, the College of Songology, and also you can go to Nashville Music Line and learn all about what she has to say about Music City. The answer there to that trivia question we asked before the break, of course, Alan Jackson, he broke a 32-year record that had been held by Merle Haggard when he got a record-breaking 10th nomination for the 36th annual CMA Awards back in 2002. Jackson has recorded 16 studio albums, three greatest hits albums, two Christmas albums, two gospel albums, and several other 
compilations. And when you record that many albums, you betcha, he sold over 80 million records in his time. The Georgia boy who went to Nashville at the age of 27, got a job in the mailroom at the Nashville Network, TNN, and then found his way on the country music charts via Arista Records. A.J. Allen Jackson. Good stuff there here on the Y'all Stuff, Y'all Show. Now, Precious, we are back talking with you, and you have some information about one of the great ones in all of country music, one of the nicest people ever, Martina McBride. Yes, I'm excited. She's a, of course, they always announce Christmas in July, but uh, they, uh, she is actually, uh, when she announced it the day of her, uh, of her, of her Christmas record, it was so funny. It was like a hundred degrees that day. So it was a little ironic. So I thought, Oh, well, you're announcing a Christmas label. It's a hundred degrees in Nashville. But anytime Martina announces a song, I mean a record or, you know, a song goes up the charts because she's already established herself, but she's just to me, uh, don't get me wrong. I think Carrie Underwood is very strong and they compare, you know, Carrie Underwood a lot to, um, uh, Celine Dion, mm-hmm. but I think Martina is right up there in the two top most powerful vocalists, you know, that sort of can sway from the country to the pop and vice versa. Uh, but Martina, she is actually, I remember her when she first came out in 1992 or 93. Well, the time has come. Time has come. She was actually selling t shirts for Garth, and her husband, John, was actually his tour manager. Mm hmm. And Garth gave her, help her get her break and things like that. So it was pretty cool they were able to go on the road together. This is way before the kids. Right. Um, but I'm excited because her voice just sounds like honey soaked, you know. And uh, so I'm excited. Well, it, it, with her body, I think she's probably no more than five feet too tall. Uh, yes. And, and I think Carrie Underwood may be a little short person too. Uh, maybe that's the secret to be a powerful singer. You need to be a little bit on the small scale, which Precious, you're kind of small, so I haven't really heard you sing before, but I'm ready for it. Maybe you're missing your calling on Music Row. Well, actually, people say I sing good, but unless you like Southern Gospel, it ain't happening. Ah, I'll okay. tell you, just to clarify, she does have an album, you know, Christmas set, but she is actually using local symphonies every time she plays the record on her tour stop. Oh, okay. She's- and then... Uh, She's also got a cookbook coming out, Martina's Kitchen Mix, My Recipe Playlist for Real Life. I didn't realize she was quite the cook. Yes, she is. I've heard John talk about many times that she was a great, great cook. Um, And I've got another little tidbit. I got a band from Alabama. I'm talking pretty Southern. Uh, I know that's hard for somebody from Kentucky. I know, but they are, uh, they're called The Band Steel. They're from uh, close to Hayden, Alabama. The reason why is because one of my clients was, lives really close to you from there but they're on the radio tour today but they have a good old southern gospel uh, song uh, that they redid that he started singing it in the weight room to help a lady and it went viral it's called victory in jesus so if you get a chance check them out it's called the band steel and it's acapella version of the victory in, victory in jesus and i think it's made its way to a movie we're waiting to hear for sure uh, and then the second thing is there are almost three hundred thousand views uh, in the last couple of months alone on uh, YouTube. Wow. So we're pretty proud of them. Of course, Precious. Working Music Row in so many angles. Hey, one thing you did this past weekend is you worked the DIY Musician Conference. Tell me what that was and how people can maybe participate in this in 2019. Well, I'm hoping to bring it back to Nashville. Uh, it's a national conference. I mean, there was different genres there. There was blues, there was hip-hop, there were reggae, there was country, there was gospel. It was a plethora 
from eight years old who are going to be artists to 80. I'm serious. It was, I was very, I hadn't been in a couple of three years. It was, I was very amazed, but it was a sponsor by CD baby, but it's the place, the second place. I went to another one, this place. If you really want to concentrate on artists, you know, learning your craft as an indie artist, like how to get booked and mm -hmm. Spotify, how to make the most of, uh, you know, the digital world as an artist. Everything was, was so much information. I was overwhelmed, and I thought I was overwhelmed in May when I went to the the music business conference um, uh, in the over at the uh, well Omni. Mm -hmm. But it, that used to be NARM, which is the National Association of Recording Merchandise. So recordings we know now are up in the digital world, the cloud. And serious, which is much different than it used to be. But that right there made my head spin for three weeks after I left the convention. So if you want to be an artist, the two conventions you really must attend. And and I'm talking all genres. I'm not talking just Southern country or rock or thing. It is the Music Biz Conference that usually happens in May. It'll be back in Nashville this next year in 2019 at JW Marriott, the new, one of our newer hotels. And back again, I'm praying they'll come back to Nashville so the CD baby. Um, conference called DIY music conference do-it-yourself musician concert so hopefully they'll be back because it's good for Nashville it's good for business All traffic right. sucks but it still brings a lot of money to our city and if you want to learn more about the music and the business of music check out Precious's book you can go to Amazon and find it it's called the College of Songology 101 the singer songwriters need to know reference handbook <laughs> And it is a great read, and you can learn so much, whether you want to be a singer or you've always just wondered how they do that in Nashville, Tennessee. Precious has the answer in the College of Songology. Precious, thank you so much for your great knowledge, and you have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. All right, darling. Same here. See you next week. All Bye. right. Nashville Music Line, Precious Harris. Well, that will put a bow on today's Y'all Show. We want to encourage you to tune in on Thursday. We're going to be talking about the Louisiana Shrimp and Petroleum Festival. We'll have a representative from that come on and tell us all about this great event in Morgan City. And we'll be talking Auburn Tigers football as Taylor Jones will be stopping by. He's from the website PowerOfDixieLand.com. That's all on the Thursday, Y'all. And we want to thank you for listening to the Wednesday, y'all. We'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to The Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Whether you brew the craftiest beer or offer the sharpest haircuts in town, we've got the right business cards to promote what makes your business great at Vistaprint. And right now, we're offering 500 custom cards starting at just $9.99. You can choose everything about your card, the shape, the paper, and you can design it yourself or ask for a little help from our support team. So get the most bang for your and head to Vistaprint.com to get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7373 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7373. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 has arrived at Sprint. For a limited time, get the super-powerful new Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. It's the fastest Note ever, and you can get it on a network built for unlimited. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 is also perfect for gaming. Take your Fortnite skills to a new level with the largest battery ever seen in a Note. Along with a 6.4-inch edge-to-edge infinity screen and stereo speakers, Galaxy Note 9 also features a smarter camera and a mightier S Pen with remote control. Make the switch to Sprint right now and get the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. Plus, get annual upgrades with Galaxy Forever. 
Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com slash Samsung, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Note 9, 2083 per month after 2084 per month. Credit applied within two bills. Requires new line and 18-month lease. Early termination results and remaining balance due. Upgrade after 12 lease payments. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes. Requires qualifying plans. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. Join us by donating in store or online at staplesforstudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students because every kid deserves a great start this school year. 